In this special mailbag episode of Advisor to Advisor, we answer questions we've received directly from you. We talk about starting on social media, ignoring perfection, what we think about seminars, and why we, MCO Advisors, are different from everyone else out there. All right, everybody. Welcome to uh, an episode of Advisor to Advisor. I'm Corey Keating, and this is Ryan Stark, the co-founder and my business partner with MCO Advisors. Um, so the whole point of this podcast, the whole point of the show is to not provide, you know, not to to lull you guys to sleep. We want to provide you value, give you things that you can do, tips, ideas, uh, actionable items, um, have conversations together and with you guys, the audience that that brings value to you and gives you, uh, you walk away with uh, with some sort of actionable knowledge that you can apply to your business and your practice. Uh, for today's episode, we thought it would be cool um, to do a mailbag, and that's really just to answer your questions. So I'll MC this, Ryan, and uh, I'm going to ask you the questions, and I think that from there we'll go back and forth, uh, you know, as to how we would answer them, and, and hopefully this provides some value to our audience. Sounds good. Good. All right. So our first question came from Steve H. Uh, Steve, strategic wealth management in Columbus. So. I haven't done a lot of marketing, but I know it's important and we need to be doing more. Where do we start? So this is a question that we get asked all the time. And, and Ryan, this is something that's right in your wheelhouse. And as a formal, former LPL advisor, I would love to know, uh, one, answer the question and, and how common is this? I think it's super common. I think it's so overwhelming. There's so many platforms. There's video, there's audio, there's text. When you think about how much there is to do, I think you get so overwhelmed, you don't know where to start, so you just never do. That's the thing I hear all the time. So it's a, what, kind of like a, a cycle of not doing? I think so, it's just so overbearing. I think people think that the world is so big, they don't know where to start or where to climb to. Where Should it be LinkedIn, should it be Facebook, should they be doing videos? Do they think they're good at videos? And I think when you think about the work that has to come into it, it's it's scary to, put yourself out there and to know that you're doing the right thing in the right place and you're not wasting your time. So walk me through this, walk me through the mind of an advisor and when they're thinking this, and is this a Sunday night kind of thing? Is this a Friday afternoon? Is this, uh, you know, the new year, right? Coming into, you know, a new year and then a fresh start. I need to start doing my marketing. How does an advisor, how does this pop up and, and come up? I think, I mean, mostly marketing, I think, pops up when people are struggling or, or they're not making as much as they did or they're just getting referrals or they know that they should be marketing because they believe it works, but they just don't know how to do it. They've heard it works from other people, but they're not sure how to apply it themselves. So I think it just becomes this feeling of what am I missing out on and how, what should I be doing to get in the same place that I, that I see these other people? I know the Internet's real, but I don't know how to position myself. To, to to make people come to me. You know, I hear it's the greatest thing ever, but I don't even know how to start doing that. Yeah, this, uh, as, as I hear you kind of walk me through the mind of an advisor there, I tend to think the, of the advice I give to so many people that I've been, it's so boring, but it's so true. And I've been using the same kind of line forever. But if you want to be in shape, you got to start doing the work. And I feel like with something like this, it sounds overwhelming to, go from someone who's out of shape, not eating well to having big muscles all of a sudden. Uh, but you got to start somewhere. And so it's overwhelming to not have any marketing in place, not have a whole lot of marketing background, marketing know-how skill, but to then think of having a marketing powerhouse, you've got to start somewhere. So that's kind of just where my mind goes with that. And it, I think that's in line with what you're saying. 
And I would tell an advisor to start the same way you started your company, you know, the same way you found clients, you, you didn't know what to do and you picked up the phone, you know, there's a, there's a step in place and it takes work and you get better at it. And there's just, it's, it's just about, it's just about get going because everything new is scary and it always seems bigger than it is. I think other people seem like, you know, this show is pretty simple to put together. And I think some people see something like this and they think like, I can't even imagine how to do that. And I think it's just about spending the time and understanding how. And then when you get comfortable, you know, you start really providing value and the things you want actually start happening. I love that. All right. So second part of the question for Steve is where does he start? I would start posting on LinkedIn and Facebook. And the reason I say those two places and just posting your thoughts, posting financial value is because I think Facebook has a lot of prospects and a lot of friends and family who will be supportive. I also think LinkedIn is a supportive place where it has a lot of professionals that that help kind of boost you up a little bit while there's also relationships that you could probably make business to business. So it depends what you're doing, but those are two positive places to start. And like, and, and two things that I think anybody can do, open an app, type a thought and put it down. If it's All right, so let's, let's pause you there. Let's be tactical. Uh, what do you mean a thought? Like Steve's hearing this as the advice. Okay, Ryan says I should start posting on LinkedIn and, and Facebook as my first foray into marketing. What what am I posting? I would start telling stories. Start telling stories that help people connect with you. And if you don't know where to start, I'd start with your career. Start with your professional background and start as you feel comfortable getting as personal as you feel like. Because I think everybody has a spectrum of what they're comfortable putting out into the world. Some people want to talk about their kids, some don't. Some people like to talk about their failures and some don't. So you just have to find out where you're comfortable. But I would start telling stories about maybe this is how I started or this is a common thing I hear from from other clients or this is something that happened to me. Just a way to connect with the audience. Okay. So I think that's also something that I think a lot of uh, advisors struggle with is thinking of what it is they're doing. What What is the actual marketing content? Because when you say post on LinkedIn or Facebook, my immediate thought goes to folks thinking I should just start promoting my business. But your answer is uh, just actually sharing thoughts that are just common, uh, you know, human kind of perspectives on the world. I think it's something that you don't have to think about. There's no friction in your brain of how you really feel that comes out. And I think the quicker you can start doing that, then you'll actually start posting and moving. And in between there, you're obviously going to have some valuable content. I love to put you know, financial advisor content of somebody that can read something about a 401k or an HSA that's very specific. But I also like to say, you know, this is how I feel about like social injustices or something like that. I want people to know me and get to know me uh, because that's how I'm going to connect with people. My favorite people to listen to are people who obviously provide value, but they're also unrelentlessly themselves and you can feel it through the internet. And that's something that's stronger than you know, it's something that's as close as you can get to person to person is feeling that energy through the internet just because there's so much themselves. You know, the irony of you saying that is I posted before we jumped on the air this morning. Uh, and my post is as simple as this 9.52 a.m. about to join a podcast interview. Kids running around, dishwasher going, newborn crying, trash collection truck outside, dog barking, father-in-law dropping off God knows what at the front door. Yep, this is it. Paradise. Um, and it's you know, it'll probably be the most engaged post that I have over the next two weeks. Yep. And it's yep. kind of silly. But but it resonates with so many people like it already did with me. Just when you said it, it like hits home. I'm, I'm, I'm right going to be there myself. And 
It's just something that connects you with a person. And then you say, oh, I like that person. What do they do? And it makes what you do stronger just because you like them. You know, it's the reason why you trust your friends with things over other people. You just know them. So before we move on to the next question, I want to drive that point home, Ryan. And that's one of the biggest things that uh, we talk to advisors about. And And I want every advisor listening to this to think about this. When you post or when you're active on a social media platform or just in content in general, it does not have to particularly relate back to a sale of one of your products or services. You posting is you building your personal brand. Steve says, I don't know what to do. Where do I start? Start sharing with the community something that you're going through, something that's on your mind, everything that Ryan just talked about. And all that does is make you human to your audience and that grows your personal brand. So then in turn, we'll grow strategic wealth management's brand. Absolutely. I think Um, so many people, like you said, they start thinking about their business, they start thinking about them products and they forget about themselves and they forget how interesting they are. And they, they don't think they're interesting until they are talking about themselves and they realize people enjoy everything they have to say. Because we want to do business with other humans. We want to connect. We want to connect with people. You know, there are businesses, there are titles, like there's Walmart and there's Target, but you go in, you see a cashier, like there's always a person somewhere. You're always attaching to an individual, you know, when, when usually at least, obviously that changes sometimes, but that's what we want. So Steve, uh, take the advice here and just start doing something. If you're not doing anything right now, use LinkedIn or Facebook, like Ryan said, and post something about what it is that's going on in your life at the moment. Um, you know, it can be related, obviously it can be related to your business, but make it personable and, and relatable to your audience and, and don't, uh, you know, don't overthink it. Don't over- And look at this question. Like you already know you're supposed to be moving. You're already telling yourself you're supposed to be moving. You see it and you know it, but don't be so afraid. Just get started somewhere. That's what everybody's done. There's nobody who's special who just jumped out and was an amazing brand right away. They all had to build you just didn't see them until they were successful. You know what's crazy? They just popped into my head, which is so wild. Steve, make this your first post. I haven't done a lot of marketing, but I know it's important. And my firm and I need to start doing more. Here's my start. And like, that's it. And then the next one will be something else. But you've just announced to the world that you're going to be out there and more active. I've been posting, trying to post every day, and it's been it's been hard um, at some days. Obviously, some days I just don't feel like it. I'm trying to push myself, whatever. I had a post that said um, I was really hoping for something better or cr- I was really hoping for myself to come up with something creative today, but I didn't. This is my content. It was it was my best thing all week. I guess people thought it was funny or they were like, I think like that. I don't know what to post. so I don't post anything. And it's just it's just thought. You never know what's going to happen. I'm not expecting businesses to come from it. I'm not expecting to get big speeches, but I know that people are slowly connecting with me and it leads to something. So just start. Yeah, just start. Uh, all right, question two. We have spent a considerable amount of time building a white paper to prospect for our target market. How would you suggest we get that in front of more qualified prospects? James from Blank Wealth Associates in Charleston, South Carolina. All right, Ryan, there's some some meat on that one. Yeah, um, I guess it'd be depend what that what that white paper is. And I know that we've talked about this before in terms of spending too much time on building one considerable piece of content and trying to give, give it out to everybody. But I think I guess the first place I would start would be Facebook ads. OK, um, my advice will be to uh, 
get more granular with it right away. So I, I'm with you on, I wouldn't over commit all my time to building one giant piece of content because we live in a world where people don't want to consume giant pieces of content. But if you have, and, and you have a lot to say, and um, there's some real value in it, I'm totally okay with it. So from a marketing perspective, here's exactly what I would do. Take your white paper, let's call it 10 pages. It might be 20, it doesn't matter. Take your white paper and let's cut it down into 10 bite-sized chunks that can be then disseminated consistently on the platforms through email, Facebook, uh, LinkedIn, wherever you you kind of get your information out. Take the 10 page white paper, cut it down into 10 different uh, pieces of content, calling out and highlighting uh, different areas within the white paper, and then consistently rolling that out. You could uh, do a post a day, five days a week for two weeks now on the white paper, and then you could change it up, start to mix it in. You could run with this campaign probably for three months. That would be what I would do with that. Yeah, and I love that answer. It's something you mentioned to me before, and it's something that I've been trying to do more on LinkedIn and other things is cutting my things up. I mean, it's hard to watch a 30-minute 30, 30 piece of content unless you really love somebody. So when you're building that brand, I think long form is still good, but I love the idea of cutting it up. I've been making bigger episodes into smaller episodes and dragging them out through days, and it just carries farther. And I think every episode builds off the other, and I use little clips to send it back to the long form. This is not like an individual person's fault. This is just where the world is. And that is that our attention spans have just been totally uh, demolished and are, are like, I can't watch LeBron James for a full quarter and I love basketball. I'm going to check something. I'm going to check my phone. Yeah. I'm going to get distracted, you know, at the eight minute mark in the third quarter because I'm just I'm bored. I'm onto something else. Uh, and then I'm going to come back in the fourth. And, and when things tighten up, I'm going to be glued to it. But the point is, you know, the most compelling athlete or best athlete in the world can't hold my attention the entire time. So to think that, uh, you know, James or, or whoever is going to put, put out a piece of content and capture me for that entire piece of content is absurd and ludicrous. And don't beat yourself up on it. My, my advice is chop it up. And, and then, you know, and as I'm thinking this through, you've chopped it up into 10 bite-sized digestible pieces of content. They might be written. Do the same thing for video. Get in front of a camera and talk about, look, guys, we wrote this whole white paper. Let's take it step by step. The first two pages of it, focus on this. And here's why it's important. And give the audience a two-minute kind of cliff notes of what it is uh, in video. And if you're not comfortable in front of video, that's not a problem. Do it on, uh, on audio. It doesn't have to be a podcast. Just create an audio recording. All right, but Corey, I don't have a big microphone set up like you do. Well, guess what? There's a terrific app on your cell phone, and it just records your voice, and it sounds really darn good, and you could do the same thing there. So there's no excuse not to be able to use this content. And frankly, um, I love when, when uh, you know, in marketing, when I get giant pieces of content like this because it gives me something to work off of. It's a lot better than having nothing and starting from scratch rather to have tons of content and be able to chop it up and, and make it digestible. Yeah, and and I mean, that's where I started. I started, I, I, cut the, I cut the front, I cut the end, and I just would post it somewhere. And I would say, let me see what this can do. Let me see how well it does. I'll talk about it a little bit. I tag one individual. But as you start developing and getting into it, you realize the power that everything has, how you connect a story, how you tell a story with little pieces of content to lead to the big piece of content. And I think it just comes with time. It just comes with putting in the work. 
it's, it's, it's really, it's unfortunate that that's always the answer. And there's nothing more than that, unless you can delegate this to somebody else who is already ready and up and running to do it. It's going to take work for you to get to that point. And I'm okay delegating it. You know, if you, if James, you need to hire somebody, uh, you know, entry level or, or otherwise, or, or outsource it, do that, uh, to get the message out. But the point is, um, if you have a, a large white paper that you guys put a lot of time into chop that baby up into, uh, you know, 50 different pieces of uh, media and get that out into the world um, consistently. And you'll see uh, qualified prospects from that. I promise it won't be overnight, but it'll be a slow drip that you, you just continue to stay in front of them and, and it'll work. And, and that's the answer to that. That's awesome. Yeah. You good I, with that? That's great. I think that's one of the best pieces of advice because I think what we do is we jump on and we have a lot of videos and and we have a, a lot of long form content. We're used to writing things or whatever it may be, but creating the power within it stretches it out. And I think that's where people get so afraid that they're not going to have enough time. But you realize if you have 30 minutes or 60 minutes of content, you have weeks or months like you just said. So make sure you're using it and, and don't let the excuse of not being able to post every day just because you already have content available. Chop it up and throw something out there. Take 30 seconds where you said a really cool sound bite and post it. Share a link in the comments to back to the video. Little things that 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 you can do to keep the noise moving or keep the ball rolling. I mean, you and I hear it all the time. And I, you know, even when I search, um, this is just a good example of real life. When I search for help on YouTube for things to teach me you know, how to edit certain programs or do certain things, I generally will go towards the videos that are, uh, you know, within the one to three and a half minute range. And when I see that there's six and a half to eight and a half minutes, I'm tuned out because I don't have six and eight minutes to learn something that someone can teach me very quickly. So let's apply James and, and everybody listening. Let's apply our own behavior to these questions. Behave the way you behave or, or create content the way you want to consume it in real life. Like, if, if you really want to sit down and read a 15 page white paper from someone you don't know, uh, you know, you're probably in the minority. My, my point there is you probably like digesting things quickly and succinctly just as much as your clients do. Yep. That's a great point. Don't forget to look through the eyes of like the person who you're trying to talk to. I think it's easy for us to say what we think people want, but to actually know what people want. We just, we are those people. So we have to remember like, like put your consumer hat on and then build backwards from there like of your content, talk to somebody simply remember that the person you're talking to is an advisor and other things. They may be educated, maybe affluent people, but just, I think keep things simple and go from there. I love it. Um, excuse me with my steaming hot coffee there, but, <laughs> um, all right, next question. Yep. All right. This is a long one. So let me, uh, we've got a little bit of a cut off at the end, but I'll read it. Yep. We were working at getting clients through seminars. All right, this is, I've heard this a hundred times. I'm sure you're super familiar with this, Ryan. We were working at get, getting clients through seminars, but now that has obviously dried up. I assume that other advisors are also in similar situations. What are you telling them now to revamp their prospecting method, methods and are the suggestions working? Lisa, an LPL financial advisor in Allentown, Pennsylvania. That's a heavy one too. Yeah, so let's unpack that. Yeah, so first thing I would say is I think the reason people start leaning towards what else can I do is because they feel the success rate, obviously, of something not working. Maybe it's trickling people in or maybe it's bringing nobody in and you're spending big amounts of money. We know seminars are expensive. It takes a postcard. If you delegate the whole thing, it's a package. It takes a postcard, it takes reaching people, seats, possibly a building, um, whatever. 
usually a couple thousand dollars. It's kind of like the big white paper we were just talking about where it's like you're doing all of it all at once. You're throwing out a lot of money and then you don't have time to market throughout the year because you spent all your money in March. So I think seminars are something that worked so well, it's hard to let go from, but we're at least that's the first part I wanted to unpack. Why are we talking about social media so much? And why are we not even mentioning so much seminars? Like and, Let's and, pause there real quick. Cause that's a big one. Has COVID killed the seminar for good or is it, will it come back? Like, are we, are we just writing them off forever? Cause obviously, and I've heard this and you've heard this, that seminars do work for advisors. Yeah. And so, it's, yeah, yeah, it does. Are they pivoting forever or they, is this a temporary pivot? I think it's, I think, I think seminar, I think everything always works. It's just like, are you doing the best thing and are you spending your money and time in the right place? So I always think there'll be a place for seminars. And sometimes the worst thing that happens is you get a client from one because it makes you keep doing it in a weird way. But I think what, what you have to realize is positioning yourself into where the attention is. It's hard to get 10 to 15 people in a room right now. And you're lucky to bring one of those people in or for them to be in a position. People who usually come for free information want free information. You know, you handle out a pen and a bottle of water and you get what you get, but it does work. We, I've even seen success in, in meeting with people because there's something about face to face, but I think it's only going to get more expensive from here. People are going to be less likely to go in. And especially with something like COVID, if you're trying to talk to retirees, that's the age group who probably doesn't want to be packed into a room together. I, it, I think it changed a lot, if not forever, at least for the next year and a half, two years, while people can't get COVID out of their mind, even with a vaccine. Okay. So, uh, and, and let's, uh, other advisors are in a similar situation, Lisa. Um, so what are they doing? What are, what, what's the advice to them? Of who's producing in seminars and how to pivot from there? Yeah. What are we telling Lisa and all the other advisors that, um, have had success through seminars and, and now seminars are extinct? Well, well, that's, I mean, you, you, you know, you have to pivot your business when something isn't working. You know, you're an advisor. You would never tell somebody to, to not have a net gain in something. We're always working a net gain. We're always trying to make sure we're making out. And if you're, if your seminars aren't working, I think you need to ask, has that, what, what's changed, you know, have, is your presentations terrible? Probably not. Or, or is your PowerPoint weaker? Probably not. You know, it's just things change, people change, their attention changes. And I think you have to be ready to pivot with it. So if you see it not working, you know, understand that your marketing budget is X amount of dollars and at least look to other avenues of if this isn't working here, let's, let me see what else I can do. I would, I, I, and to, to take, uh, take that a step further, here's what I would do. Uh, and here's the advice that I've shared with advisors. I would create something similar to what we're doing right now. And don't be mad if you don't have a giant live audience, but it, you can record it. You can go back to uh, Steve's question or James's question. We can chop it up afterwards. But I bet you anything, your uh, audience is going to be much more inclined to jump on a video call that they're now very familiar with because they've been talking to their kids and grandkids over video for the last six months. They know how to do it. I bet they'd be much more inclined to jump on a video call with you uh, and do it in a Q&A format, right? So do it like this be the host. Lisa, you're the host. You're the advisor. Welcome to my digital seminar. Da, 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 da. Um, I have 
10 people lined up to ask questions. If you'd like to ask a question, you know, whatever we like, the point is host a Q and a show for your audience. And then while you're answering specific questions to the folks in your audience, you're going to be educating everybody on it. And then you can chop that all up. So uh, my answer is make your seminars digital, virtual. Uh, sounds cliche. Everyone's doing these Zoom things, but do it like this. Q&A, virtual seminar, and don't uh, demonize the fact that you don't have 55 people live. If you have four the first time, that's okay. If you have none, use it as a platform to talk and explain what the show is going to be or what the seminar is going to be. My name's Lisa. I'm an LPL financial advisor here in town in Allentown. Um, what this is going to be is we're transitioning from our in-person seminar to a virtual seminar. If you can join live, the cool thing about this is I'm going to answer your question for you live on the show. Uh, if you can't join live, not a problem. We'll have this uh, cut up into different clips and you can watch this on your time and and see how I would answer all these different questions that that are probably pertain to your, your life and, and something that you might be going through. Absolutely. Especially with LPL advisors, I would say for myself, what I used to do is do something live that would promote. And if I wanted to promote it, then I had to put it through compliance max, had to go through compliance always, but then you can boost it from there. So if you have your engagement and then you can promote it somewhere, you know, it's, it's one step leads to the other. So if you're talking about your budget and you want it to push further, you know, I would say be patient and try to push as organically as you can. But if anybody has a marketing budget and they're looking to do that, you know, that's the thing that I would do. I had, I had great interviews with attorneys and people who provided a ton of value. We basically did a live free seminar where people could just step in and step out as they wanted. No emails, no nothing. And then ones that did really well, you could put through compliance max and, you know, and then, and then promote it afterwards. And here's another up. trick. And I love that. Here's another trick. You just brought that up that I used for uh, many, many years uh, when I was working uh, specifically for a broker dealer uh, or even uh, when I was working on the wholesale side of the business, the live game, right? Doing things live is, I, I don't mean to sound this way, but it's a bit of a loophole for you as the advisor to get in front of compliance. Um, now, not that you're going to be a cowboy and say anything you shouldn't say, but the point is when you're live, it can't be judged and retracted and combed through. Um, so you kind of have the freedom to just be you and talk and, 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 and have the conversations. Obviously you're not going to be promissory. You're not going to say things that you shouldn't say that you wouldn't otherwise say you're trained and you're licensed and, and you're ethical and you know the deal. But the point is it doesn't have to go through compliance max at LPL or compliance at any other broker dealer. Um, when it's live, because it can't. Uh, so live is a trick that uh, you can use to to just be you and be authentic. And, um, you know, if, if you do say something that, you know, compliance might think is overly promissory, um, you know, afterwards, you can deal with that and make a cut or an edit. But uh, live is an interesting way to to handle content when you're uh, in this industry. Yeah, and I'm not talking about getting yourself in any sort of hot water. I think my point is, is I've seen we've done webinars in the past, uh, you know, in, in my previous career on the uh, kind of the compliance or wholesale side of the business where, you know, you're in real time and you're hosting a webinar at 345 and uh, something pops on CNBC and it's only natural for the portfolio manager or the advisor to address it, right? Like Apple announced the stock split, like, and, and you're going to address that live and talk to people about it. Now, live, it's okay because you're just explaining it. When it goes through compliance, that's when it gets there. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Two days ago, you talked about this. We have to say, you know, we're not recommending security, yada, yada, yada. You have to go through that whole thing. So the point is, is you're not going to say anything live that you wouldn't otherwise say to somebody. The point, but but 
compliance isn't going to scrutinize it is kind of the the where I'm going with that whole thing. Yeah, it's 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 one of the things that I started doing a little bit more. Um, also, the reach is really good. Like it's one of the things that organically reaches really far for me on Facebook. You know, as an LPL advisor, other advisors, I know everybody has their own standards of what you can do. Something like this on StreamYard, I can actually stream to Twitter, Facebook, you know, LinkedIn, um, Instagram, like whatever. Well, actually, I don't know if it can do Instagram because of the connection, but like uh, wherever you can go, you know, you can go to multiple places wherever your broker dealer allows. So I we know if you're on LPL and you can, you, you can only do Facebook. So I would do that. Definitely. We should be considering pushing this now that you have the live capability. We should be pushing this to LinkedIn and Facebook. Yeah. Seriously. Um, once I get this basement cleaned up. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, as soon as, we, <laughs> as soon as we're doing this and having like, obviously in the middle of all this, like I'm, uh, it's building in my mind of like what it could be. We could be on, could be on you. I mean, I'll put an MCO advisors on YouTube. Um, have it on Facebook just to post for myself sure. um, and there. And, you know, I don't know how, if we can get, get you involved in posting somewhere too and get you live so we can all be live at the same time. I just, since I got the LinkedIn live capability, we have to start using that. Yeah, I totally agree. And everybody who's uh, listening to this and not watching, I'm sitting in the kind of the workshop section of my basement here. So I need, I'm, I'm hiding out from the family and I need to probably uh, shift myself to another side of the house where uh, the background is a little bit more appetizing. I think um, people should see that. people should see that because like you could have not done a podcast today until you got the background and then we would have missed this whole episode or we would have done it later or it never would have been done. Our thoughts would have been gone. It would have been pushed something. And I've seen that time and time again. You want to do a podcast? Let me order the mic. Let me order the background. Let, you know what I mean? Like pull out, like go to you, go to Amazon, buy that thing and then pull out your phone and do that podcast or more, more so do that podcast Go to Amazon, then buy that, buy all that stuff. Like, like what you're doing, you should always be producing content regardless of what's going on. People are never going to go, look at that dude's background. Like, I'm never talking to him. If you say something that matters, I really think it gets through to people. People connect with that. Everybody's basement looks like that. The only reason I have this background is because I turned it away from <laughs> So it's like, I think people need to see that and need to know that that's part of moving and part of doing it. You can always improve, but you have to get going. Yeah, I love that, man. That's that. That I mean, you just summarized it really well. It's uh, don't use the equipment, the studio, the the whatever as an excuse not to start. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah and for the record, um, I do have. We do live in a decent house. I just uh, this is where the three children and the dog can't find me, so I I hunkered down. <laughs> yeah, I'm also in the basement um, uh, of of uh, of my townhome. So this is I got a little nook that I hid from, maybe I'll take a picture and I'll show everybody what it looks like and what they can't see, which is like yeah. the dolls to the side and like everything over there that's that won't stop blinking because I don't know how to turn off child's toys. Yeah, look, um, I, I'm not Ray Dalio yet. I can't escape to a, you know, a separate pool house that's only mine and, uh, and record from there. So until then, one day um, you get what you get. Exactly, exactly. This is gonna get us there. This is gonna get, this is gonna be that pool house one day. Here's I love this question, and this is uh, one that I can't wait to hear you answer. I signed up for this this service, MCO Advisors, uh, because there is little risk to it. But I'm interested to find out what makes this service, this offering, different from all of the others out there. Andy LPL in Memphis, Tennessee. I think the world. Let's tee up. Let's tee up what this is first of all. Okay. 
Okay, so, uh, so start again. Sorry, what did you want me to start with? Well, let's just. Andy's saying he signed up for this because there's little risk. So everyone listening and watching, obviously you can't listen and watch unless you signed up. But the point is we created a $25 a month service that really is zero. I mean, it's $25 worth of risk a month. But the point of it is, is you get uh, access to videos like this, podcast content like this, email content, blogs, things from Ryan and I personally, the two of us are going to tell you exactly how to do or what to do and how to do it. Um, so it's very low cost, uh, kind of a gateway into two people's expertise that have been through it. Uh, I've spent 15 years in financial services marketing on the broker dealer side and the wholesale side. And uh, recently over the last 18 months have stepped out on my own uh, to, to do uh, ventures like this, this marketing business. And Ryan has spent the last decade uh, you know, in financial services as well as a, and, and has just left uh, LPL as a financial advisor. So what you're getting is perspective, honesty, tips, tricks, ideas, actual ways to do things for a very low cost as a monthly subscription. Um, and, and that's kind of what this service is. So I don't want to answer the question for you, Ryan, but I feel like I may have a little bit. That. Everybody pretend I said that. <laughs> Exactly what it was. That I mean, twenty five dollars. I, I would think. I, I don't know what you're. I don't know what anybody else can 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 find something that that will provide as much value as we will for that amount of money. I, I look at everybody and say that. I really think we love doing this. We're going to put a lot of work in this. People are going to feel that. They'll feel the energy. They'll feel the value. They're going to hear something. Somebody's going to get started. You know, I'm I'm excited to be able to provide that value. What makes us different? It's just a constant providing of service because marketing is like we were talking about earlier to me it's working out so you have to you have to keep working out and i think when you buy that big program for for five thousand dollars and then you hustle for six months and, and and try to learn as much as you can and become this new person start this marketing plan it never works you're too busy like it's it's unrealistic i think and it's a big money spend and i feel like we're different because it's a low cost option for you to get the value of that big picture thing over smaller increments over the months to where you'll actually be able to digest it. You'll actually make changes and you'll slowly grow into that marketer that you want to be. Yeah. I love that. Look, I, I think if I had to put together a couple bullet points of what you're getting out of this, it's you sign up for this, right? This service, you immediately get the backlog of all of our content. So you're going to get all these recordings, all these podcasts, all these different clips that we've done over time. Um, and then in addition to that, you get all the future content that we're creating, which is a weekly email that summarizes the things that we've talked about. Um, you're going to be included on all the future podcasts and all the future recordings. Um, and for that, I, I, I can, I'll, I'll reiterate the same thing you said, Ryan. I'll look everybody in the eye, shake everyone's hand and say, uh, we're going to give you as much value as we can out of this. This is not something that's intended to suck anyone dry, to trick anyone. Um, the goal here is that everyone continues to subscribe month after month because they're finding value in what we're doing. Exactly. And marketing changes and platform changes. And there's going to be a day when we tell you to use Facebook or we switch to TikTok or we do to the new like slam jam, like whatever comes out, you know, you never know. But that's why I think this is so valuable because we're constantly learning and everything we know and grab out of the world, we're going to pass back to you. You're, you're running your practice. You know, if you're trying to grow to 150 people and somewhere in the middle, you're already getting busy. And I think it's hard for you to do the research. You just have enough time to do the work. This service is going to say, here's exactly what you need to do. 
Here's how you do it. Go spend your time here, spend your money here. And on top of all the content you get, you get to ask us questions. You know, a lot That's of people, huge. a lot of people, if, if you, if you follow your favorite person, like, and your favorite motivator, whoever it may be, and you hope to talk to them, it may happen. When you pay us, you're paying us to answer you, and we're going to answer your questions. I would say just for the ability to ask questions, to have your question answered personally is probably worth the value. I mean, you know, Andy, your question's here. Lisa, we answered your question, and James and Steve, and, uh, you know, all the other questions that we do have in our backlog of, of uh, our kind of mailbag here that we'll get to. Um, we're going to answer them all. And I think that right, just that alone might be worth the, the value is to be able to ask a question specific to your business and your, uh, your struggle or your uh, hurdle at the moment. I, I think that in itself is probably worth the value. To you. You're Before we uh, end today's uh, mailbag podcast, I want to talk to you a little bit about something that we talked about over the weekend uh, last week. Um, and that was the notion of repetitive, uh, advice. And I think there's a skeptical faction of people that, for whatever reason, take the negative perspective and say, you're saying the same thing you said last week. You're saying the same thing you said last month. It just sounds a little different. And how do you answer that? I, th I think it's about volume. You want to get as much content as possible and you want to keep moving. You're going to end up repeating yourself. And the important thing of that is you also realize that I think there becomes pillars to like your thought process, things that you stick to and things that you start saying over and over. Maybe you like a, a certain client and something, something sticks to them and you want to keep reminding them about it. I think that's the best way to go. I think people think they're making a mistake, but I think that's what you should actually be aiming to. The more you're repeating yourself and the more you're going to start grabbing more people who understand that small concept and can keep growing with the little incremental things you say. But I think everybody should have those themes that they keep repeating that everybody can grab onto. I agree. And I also think that there's uh, people put a, put their content on like a pedestal, like Friday morning, I'm going to get up and I'm going to put out, you know, da -da, da 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 piece of content. And then I'm done with it. And it's like, okay, great. And, and your content I think was awesome and added value. Here's the reality. 15% of your audience saw it. If you're lucky. And the difference is between you and the next guy who's successful doing it is that they put that content out three or four times a month, that same piece, whether they say it a little differently or they just repost it, they're consistent with it because they know not everybody sees it. I haven't seen every commercial on TV, but they're still running the same commercials. Um, I haven't seen every ad on Instagram, but they're still putting them in front of me because they know that eventually they're hoping to get it in front of me. And, and we have to take as marketers, financial advisors, as people trying to grow a business, you have to take that perspective. Don't assume that your audience sees every single thing you put out because I promise you they don't. Absolutely. And I always like to tell people, put out as much content as possible because the best stuff rises to the top and the other stuff stays flat. You don't have to worry about people seeing bad content because it doesn't go anywhere. People don't respond to it. People don't like it. People don't spend time reading it. So they move on, but they never, and as long as you don't say something that makes you sound like a jerk, then people don't look at it and go, I hate Ryan. They just go, it's just a miss. It's just a, yep, it's it's just a, a miss. Once it's a swing of the bat. Like, and it's not even three, it's infinite, you know? But it's, if you don't put out good content ever, people will never show up. 
But if you put out, you know, I, I have a bunch of misses, like if I'm posting daily, but every once in a while I hit home with people and they go, man, I, Ryan's really resonating. And maybe they, maybe they remember the last time I resonated, even though it was two months ago, but they get that feeling for me. I think I've been failing for two months because I had two posts in between, but all they remember from me is those two amazing posts. And now I'm, now I'm just climbing in terms of branding in their mind, you know, so don't be afraid of who you think you are. Make, keep putting out good stuff and, you know, make sure it's settling with people. That's why it's easy to say small concepts. A good piece of advice for folks and that I think, you know, as financial advisors listening, I think you guys probably know this. Um, so I'm, I'm telling you something you know, but don't say no for your client. Don't say no for your prospects. Don't get in the way of yourself because you think they're going to say no to you or, or you think they might not like it. Um, they might actually very much well like to see that you're more active on LinkedIn and they might, you know, uh, your clients and prospects might want to see you on Facebook. That makes you more human to them. Um, you know, don't say no for the audience is, is the bottom line. I love that you said that because it sparks something that could probably put up a whole nother podcast where I think people are looking at social media in a way to always grab new money. I think a lot of advisors are addicted to new money. And I can promise that putting out putting out good content and sharing it to your email list, putting it in your newsletter, whatever you have already going on is only going to increase your brand within the people who are working with you. People get left money, people die, things happen, people need insurance, people have kids. If you're staying in touch with people, let alone, let's pretend you never get another person. Your marketing is going to strengthen and build money from your current book of business. I wish more advisors would spend as much time calling people back as they did cold calling new people, because then I think they would make just as much money. I, I love it. Um, on that note, let's wrap up this mailbag. Uh, folks listening, uh, we'll probably have this podcast episode available in totality, but we will also likely chop it up because we um, eat our own dog food here and, and we believe in what we're saying. So I think chopping this up into you know some bite-sized tidbits is going to be value, valuable to you as well. So cheers to... Uh, all of our, our our clients, our audience, and and everybody listening and watching, and um, you know, if you find value in what you're hearing and what you're seeing uh, from MCO Advisors, from myself, Corey, and and my partner Ryan, please, you know, I, I can't ask you enough. Please share this with uh, a contemporary, um, a friend, uh, someone else in the industry. You know, maybe you know, obviously, you don't want to help your competitors out right away, but um, you know, uh, other you know, LPL colleagues or, or other uh, contemporaries within uh, your firm that, that might not be competing head to head for the business. Um, share this with them because uh, that would mean everything to us. And that, that proves that we're out here helping you guys. Yeah, I, absolutely. I 100% believe in this. And I think that a lot of the advisors I know and have met personally all agree that there's 8 billion people in the world and we're all able to grab a big chunk of people and a lot of money there. So I think that people who are going to appreciate the service the most too, don't always believe that they're competing with everybody next door. A lot of advisors are friends and we're all trying to grow together. So that's part of the reason why we like to be a community. Part of the reason we like to believe in this, we're all going to help each other. And I definitely 100% appreciate anybody spending their time here, watching this, uh, sharing things and liking it. Um, 100% appreciate you very much. Yeah. And then, and, and last note is there is no commitment, right? So uh, it's, you know, for you all that are subscribed, you know, but um, to anyone that you might be sharing this with, it's $25 a month and it doesn't go for six months, 12 months. It goes as long as you want it to. So yeah. uh, the risk is minimal, um, yeah. but cheers everybody. And I, I, I appreciate having your ears this afternoon or this morning. 
Great. Thank you so much. People get left money. People die. Things happen. People need insurance. People have kids. If you're staying in touch with people, let alone, let's pretend you never get another person. Your marketing is going to strengthen and build money from your current book of business. I wish more advisors would spend as much time calling people back as they did cold calling new people, because then I think they would make just as much money. I, I love it. Um, on that note, let's wrap up this mailbag. Uh, folks listening, uh, we'll probably have this podcast episode available in totality, but we will also likely chop it up because we um, eat our own dog food here and, and we believe in what we're saying. So I think chopping this up into you know some bite-sized tidbits is going to be value, valuable to you as well. So cheers to uh, all of our, our, our clients, our audience, and, and everybody listening and watching. And um, you know, if you find value in what you're hearing and what you're seeing uh, from MCO advisors, from myself, Corey, and, and my partner, Ryan, please, you know, I, I can't ask you enough. Please share this with uh, a contemporary, um, a friend, uh, someone else in the industry, you know, maybe, you know, obviously you don't want to help your competitors out right away, but, um, you know, uh, other, you know, LPL colleagues or, or other uh, contemporaries within uh, your firm that, that might not be competing head to head for the business. Um, share this with them because uh, that would mean everything to us. And that, that proves that we're out here helping you guys. Yeah, I, absolutely. I 100% believe in this. And I think that a lot of the advisors I know and have met personally all agree that there's 8 billion people in the world and we're all able to grab a big chunk of people and a lot of money there. So I think that people who are going to appreciate the service the most too don't always believe that they're competing with everybody next door. A lot of advisors are friends and we're all trying to grow together. So that's part of the reason why we like to be a community, part of the reason we like to believe in this. We're all going to help each other. And I definitely 100% appreciate anybody spending their time here watching this, uh, sharing things and liking it. Um, 100% appreciate you very much. Yeah. And then, and, and last note is there is no commitment, right? So uh, it's, you know, for you all that are subscribed, you know, but um, to anyone that you might be sharing this with, it's $25 a month and it doesn't go for six months, 12 months. It goes as long as you want it to. So yeah. uh, the risk is minimal, um, yeah. but cheers everybody. And I, I, I appreciate having your ears this afternoon or this morning. All right. Thank you so much.